Welcome to Beyond Bite Wings, the business side of dentistry, brought to you by Edwards & Associates PC. Join us as we discuss how to build your dental practice, optimize your income, and plan for your future. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Edwards & Associates PC is not rendering legal, accounting, or professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information that is shared. At Edwards & Associates PC, our business is the business of dentistry. For help or more information, visit our website at enassociates.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond Bite Wings. In today's episode, we will be talking about, hey, how come my marketing expense is so high? Can I do something about it? Or am I being gypped? To talk further about this subject matter, <laughs> we have Eric Hubbard from Pain-Free Dental Marketing, and he also, just like myself, hosts a podcast. It's called Bite Size Dental Marketing. They also have great advice and tips for people from this industry. So without further ado, Eric, how's it going? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me, Ash. I I always love it when you're a guest on my podcast twice now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honored to get to join you in your audience. Thank you. Right. Oh, it's always a pleasure. You know, what's fun is that it almost feels like we come from the same like cohort, right? We're podcasters and we understand each other and, you know, we're there for each other. So that's, a, that's no, agreed. Something, nice. agreed yeah. something nice I like about it. But yeah, going back to the marketing side, regarding our episode topic today, mm-hmm. what do you think? Is it something you deal with a lot? I don't know that a day go by that I don't have some form of conversation with the dentist about the cost of marketing and you know what they should be doing or what they are doing. And I think that in, in short, my answer comes down to a stylistic approach, if you will, of how to determine if you're paying too much for marketing. And I think the first one is, you know, the monetary answer is your t- total marketing budget generally falls somewhere between three and 5%. And Ash, I, I, I want to make sure that that's what you guys are seeing, you know, in 2023, you know, at, at y'all's firm. But I, I will say the first one is, you know, let's assume the marketing budget is somewhere around three to 5% of, of collections. And then I think we also have to agree what marketing is. Right. And to me, when I say marketing, I mean the summation of the branding, the cost of website, the cost of review management, any social ads that we're doing, any content generation cost around, you know, photo shoot or video shoot. And then of course, at the the cost of advertising. So what you would pay Google or what you would pay Facebook or someone else. So when I think of that budget, I think of the, you know, if you sponsor your kid's softball team, I think that's marketing. Now, I, I would have to call that a donation because I've never heard of a patient coming from it. But again, I, <laughs> I would have to put that under the marketing bucket, right? It, now, it, 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 would you say that we're agreeing on the definition or, or it? No, I do firm, agree. You know? No, I completely agree. Yes. So right. any expense that will help with uh, enhancing the revenue per se uh, can be considered as marketing or a business promotional expense. Yeah. So under that premise, if you will, of the three to 5%, I think there's a performant answer and there's an emotional answer. I think that there are certain KPIs that I would look at to determine if 
a general dentist was overspending on marketing. Mm-hmm. The first one being, how much does a phone call cost? That's right. And, and, and you know, I, I would want to be, you know, somewhere in the, depending on how competitive the industry is there, you know, the area they're in is, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere between 50 to $100 per call mm-hmm. of qualified new patient call. I'm not just talking, you know, any, any random call. And assuming they close about 30 to 50% of them, mm-hmm. which is below where I personally want it to be, but tends to be about the average, mm-hmm. you can then extrapolate out that a new patient should cost, you know, from 200 to $300. And I, I think that's probably the key KPI that I think you could look at and say, if my cost per call or my cost per new patient is north of that. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the summation of that marketing definition, there is some kind of problem to diagnose. Right. That one singular component of marketing. Yeah. Now, I will say that I love, you know, Mark Twain has one of my favorite quotes, and there are three lies. There are, you know, lies, damned lies, and statistics. As a marketer, I, I do see a lot of companies present information that, says how, how much your website's improving and how much social presence you've gained, and but yet your new patients are falling. And I do think that there's, truthfully, when I'm engaged in dialogue on how much is my marketing and what's my marketing team doing for me, and this is what they said, and this is what I see, and you know, an SEO t- company reached out to me and said this, uh, you know, or that, it's, there's typically an emotional response there of the dentist doesn't feel like the marketing team is working hard for them or they don't feel like they're they don't have confidence they're working in the right path i think if you get there and and you don't feel confident in your team you don't trust what the team is saying to you they're they're you know you're not getting at a minimum a monthly update of Mm -hmm. what's going on a face-to-face you know Mm -hmm. or, or zoom if you will conversation I honestly think you're spending too much on marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no number behind that, but I, if you can't look at your marketing team and say they're, you believe them and they're consistently meeting with you, I think, I think any amount is too much. I, I, I think they need to stay in touch. And we've seen in 2023, and you know, it's been trending this way for several, for several years, but the rise of content being king can't be understated. I think that, you know, or you, we as marketers are trying to generate more content and even look at our podcast, right? Like we're, we're trying to generate more podcasts and to get more exposures and things like that. A dentist office is the same. They need to be celebrating big cases and, and taking pictures before and afters and full face and capturing, you know, two or three minutes of the patient talking about their experience and that needs to be put on the website. That needs to be put on Facebook. That needs to be put on Instagram. So marketing is not this passive thing that a dentist hires and, oh, I'm, I'm paying. The days of paying $300 and doing SEO are, are gone. I, right. I don't know what $300 in SEO would buy you today. You know, probably nothing. And it's really turned into a content game. So to me, the marketing expense today is less around the advertising cost and more around 
the branding and the connection and the celebration of big treatments, the demonstration of excellence that it does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that's where we've seen 2023 and, and as a function, that's where the money goes, right? The, the money has shifted from big Google ad spends and, and big boosted posts to the generation of content mm-hmm. and the demonstration of excellence. And, you know, you, you actually pointed out something interesting there that no marketing expense is worthwhile if you cannot get some FaceTime, some form of FaceTime about, let's say, once a month with your marketing company. It shouldn't be a passive company. It should be, you know, someone that's valued, right? Or in other words, that marketing company should be valuing you. And that's where you will feel like, you know what, the amount that I'm putting in per month is worthwhile because... You know, I'm actually getting to see a person or talk to a person, you know, and go over numbers or go over what needs to change or what needs more attention. You know, think about that from the opposite perspective, you know, where you're the business and you have to show value to your patients. The things that you're asking for, are you giving your patients those things? The time that maybe two, three minutes of maintaining relationship dentistry. You know, talking to them, not just, you know, turning the wheel. I would say that's marketing also. I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> marketing to me is this, you know, again, to, it's the summation of any patient touch point. The appointment reminders, the way we answer the phone is huge. And mm-hmm. yes, I, it, it's funny, Andre is actually heading down to Mexico today to talk to some dentists that are in some implant training. And we spent a lot of time building out the, you know, the hour and a half presentation that he has to do on you know, education of, of implant marketing. But it was the little things that separate a good practice from a great practice in marketing. And mm-hmm. the, you know, you've heard that there are no little things in relationships. It's a, or there's no big things. There's a series of, of little things. And I think the same is true for marketing. I, it is my belief that once you have a website that is performant, meaning uh, uh, you can go there, it looks good on mobile, it demonstrates your brand. Once you have content out there that highlights some cases you've worked on, some implant cases, some veneer cases, some cosmetics, you know, whatever your passion is, I think the little things become the most important part of marketing. You know, how you answer the phone, how you greet patients when they come in the door, how you make sure that they don't leave anything less than excited. And mm-hmm. and I think you hit on it. The dentist spending time with them to just listen to them and understand them and empathize with them is to me the difference between a good practice and a great practice. Mm-hmm. I, I can turn marketing on for any practice out there. But the practices who make it part of their culture to really focus on the patient experience Mm -hmm. are the practices that year over year do better from a performance standpoint. And it's that culture of the office that you hit on. It's, It's that extra minutes. It's the handoff between hygiene and the doctor. It's the little touch points through the day. And I, I do encourage our dentists to take a step back and be a patient in the practice once a year and see it through their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times do you walk up to a patient and after an exam, 
and say, okay, you know, it, it's going to be $419. And there's been no discussion of what was covered or the any, anything around the exam. There's no expectation set. And if you pay attention to the negative reviews that are generated in our space, about 83% are billing or I'll say a bad day in nature. Very, very few clinical bad reviews. As a consumer, even as someone who's been in the field for a while, I will tell you that I clinically don't know the difference between an amazing dentist and an average dentist. Mm -hmm. I can't look at a crown and determine how how good it was. I I, I don't understand occlusion. I, I do know how they made me feel. Right. And consumers are making emotional decisions when they pick a dentist. They're not, you may be the best dentist on the planet, but you telling me you're the best dentist on the planet rings very hollow. My friend who's a patient telling me you're a great dentist rings true to me. My wife telling me you're a great dentist rings true to me. But I do acknowledge we are making an emotional decision of how that person made us feel. And we associate people that we like with having high quality work. Totally. So that's really the journey that a patient goes through. And, and I think you nailed it as if a dentist can step back and look at their practice through the patient's eyes, why would I assume you're the greatest dentist on the planet if I've never met you? Mm-hmm. What does happen when I walk through the front desk and see furniture that it has tears in the cushions or something like that needs to be replaced and or the front desk that has you know my the worst sign in the world is the the cancellation policy signs you know (laughs) the people who cancel they're not even gonna they're not even in the practice to see the sign like why are you showing me the good patient the sign right all of those things are marketing to me now i i guess what we're both understanding here and we're trying to convey to our listeners is that Marketing is not like a magic sauce that you pay for it and then magically numbers will change. It's a joint effort, right? The tools will be provided by the marketing company. And yes, there's a lot of work that goes on the back end, as Eric mentioned when we started the podcast, um, that a lot of times we don't see. And even if there's a monthly phone call conversation, you know, how often are we going to talk about the nitty gritty about, you know, how those SEOs were done and what was what was used to edit the content, you know? the big picture is painted, right? But understand that a lot of work goes in, a lot of people put in their time to make all of these things happen. And I'm not saying all marketing firms are the same, but the good ones, you know, for instance, pain-free dental marketing, they go above and beyond to make sure that all of these things are looked at, taken care of. And then, you know, whatever amount is charged, again, that is typically as, again, Eric mentioned, if it's between three to 5%, that's a reasonable a range to be in, especially if it's off collections and not UCR fees. Now, I guess what Eric was also trying to mention was the emotional side of it, right? So it's not just the dollar amount. It's just for whatever reason in your gut, you feel like you're not getting your money's worth. That's where I feel like just pick up the phone and talk to your marketing person to get more clarity. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? And at that <laughs> point, you're just assuming. So everyone well, is busy just like you. All the people are busy. Just make that communication happen. Get the information you need so you feel more comfortable. Yeah, Ash, you make a really good point. Mm -hmm. For me, my company, and I know you you and Robert and Lynn feel Mm -hmm. the same way, like 
our companies represent our identity. Right. And if someone is marketing on my behalf, I should be excited about it. I should be, I should believe in it. I should understand what's going out there because in dentistry, it's not, and, and it's the same for you guys, right? Like mm. you're not selling bookkeeping. You're not mm. selling tax returns are going to get done. That's right. You're selling the confidence that this firm has, you know, uh, hundreds of dental clients, they're dental specific. They understand the nuances. Like you're selling consulting and the confidence that if I'm a dentist, my taxes, my bookkeeping, my CPA, my, my fractional CFO work is going to be very well handled. And when I want to add an associate, you know what to do. When I want to build out an op or add an, a scanner or a laser, you know what to do with me mm -hmm. as my accounting, you know, consulting partner. Mm -hmm. So it, I can go get bookkeeping done anywhere, but mm -hmm. to go with a specialist is what I'm really seeking. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the confidence. So mm -hmm. it's not the product I'm buying. I'm buying the confidence that this is how I want my operation to run. Mm -hmm. And I think that the same is true in marketing. If, if your marketing team is pushing free specials and, and, $39 new patient specials, which are, are terrible, by the way. <laughs> and you're like, I hate that. I think $1 spent on marketing is too much. I, the content that's generated for the site, the, the style of pictures that is generated, the, the social posts need to reflect your style. And if it doesn't, that's $2 is too much to spend on marketing. Mm -hmm. And dentists like to say, well, I, I just want what works. Well, if there's a dirty little secret in dental marketing, it's this. I can't sell a cosmetic case to a patient. I can sell the connection of you and your approach to dentistry and your story of why you became a dentist and other cases you've done at the demonstration excellence to a patient, and then you can sell them the treatment. Mm -hmm. But a patient is investing in the relationship with the dentist and they're assuming the level of quality will be there. Um, and now when you get into the all on fours and all on X's, I, I admit that this is a little bit different, but, but for your, mm -hmm. for your, for your general dentist, it is a connection that you're selling because there's a, any number of ways to replace a tooth. I'm not selling an implant. I'm selling a tooth replacement. I'm selling, unha I'm unhappy with my smile. And we want a dentist that we connect with. Mm -hmm. And that's what marketing needs to represent. That's why I say the emotional side of you need to have a connection with your marketing team because they are not just technical building your site. They represent your brand. And part of your identity is certainly wrapped up in your brand mm -hmm. if you're a dentist. Absolutely. It should be. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, no, going back to that connection, very, very important. And now I do understand. I'm not saying that everyone has it from birth. Sometimes, you know, you may not have all the personality, so to speak, to achieve connection instantly, right? But that's when you consult with your professional partners. In this case, if it's your marketing partner, get in touch with him or her, and they may have some suggestions. Like they may have some suggestions with your front desk people on what to say when they pick up the phone or, you know, even you with your chair side manner, what to, you know, how to 
speak to them once they're handed off to you from your hygienist and you know that smile or little things that you may not pay attention to you know because of the daily huddle or the runabout of running a business but some of those things may need to be consciously done and sometimes uh having someone else tell you hey make sure you do this and then i'm going to follow up with you next month holding you accountable if you've implemented some of these changes that are recommended can go a long way but again it goes back to it not being like magic sauce that oh okay once i apply it numbers will just go up it needs to be a tag team effort it needs to be a partnership where you know we're all wanting uh the best for the brand the business but it needs to be done together as a team seo is the most as you talk about connections and branding and such mm-hmm. SEO is such a complex term and the fear mongering that is around of Google's going to shut your site down and your site's not optimized. I mean, if you, if you load amazon.com into some tools, it's going to look like it's not performant, but uh, of course it's amazing. That's where that Mark Twain quote comes in. So powerful is any marketer can tear any site apart. And SEO is very misunderstood and, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering that goes along. And that's where I think if you have confidence in your marketing team and they're doing, they're answering your questions and you feel good about the answers, then, you know, that, that they're probably doing a good job. They're, most of the firms out there are from, you know, our friends at Wondrous to, mm. uh, you know, there's a handful of others that, that they do good work, Crimson Media, mm-hmm. you know, Studio 808. They're gonna they're gonna take care of their their customers and they're gonna do what they say and say what they do. So great points, Eric. Really, I mean, we touched upon a lot of things. I feel like, um, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of also what business owners should pay attention to and what kind of also happens on the back end. But if you had to summarize the whole episode and what we talked about today, what would you have to say for our listeners? I believe the first one is go with your gut. If you have confidence in your team, if you're getting information from them, if if you're pushing content to them and you see the marketing happen, mm-hmm. you you see it on Instagram, you see it on Facebook, you see your website being updated. I see. They're talking to you about calls that are coming in, things like that. Mm-hmm. To me, you you likely have a good firm and they're doing right by you. Mm-hmm. You know, there. The other one is there's a performant answer. I think depending on the complexity of the competition around you, the area, the type of dentist you're in, some other factors, a call is going to cost between fifty and a hundred dollars to generate, mm-hmm. which puts the cost per acquisition if if you fall in normal for a new patient mm-hmm. somewhere around uh, two hundred to three hundred dollars per new patient. So. If you look out at your marketing spend and you're spending $5,000 and you're getting 10 new patients, there, there is a problem somewhere in the marketing you know, spectrum there. Mm-hmm. And the last point I want to say, you know, we talked a lot about your brand and, and the impact of marketing. Apart from SEO being a very complex topic, and it is, no one really understands how Google's ranking and the, and the algorithm changes constantly. And SEOers and, and marketers have said it's a content game. So your marketing team should be generating content for you on a regular basis, be it mm-hmm. case studies, be it before and afters, your website should be updated. 
I think to me in 2023, that is a good measure of, are they working for me? But I, I do feel compelled to point out that marketing shouldn't take six months or a year or two years to see progress. I think within the first 30 days of hiring a firm, you should see activity within 60 days. I think you should be hearing phone calls and people saying, I saw your ad on YouTube. I, I saw your reel on Instagram. I, oh my gosh, I, I love the case you did within about 60 days. And with 90 days, if you don't know what you bought, I think it's like having an employee. If in 90 days you don't know and have confidence in your marketing team, I think it's probably not a good team for you. And, you know, my company included, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now and again, we'll get, an office that just doesn't click, you know, maybe we, we were trying to be too cute or too funny and they don't want to be funny. And, and, you know, maybe <laughs> we're not representing their brand well and we just don't hit it off. And it, it's rare, but it happens. If you see the activities are happening, if your KPIs are in alignment, I, I think you probably have a good marketing team and, it, and it's just stepping up and partnering with them, giving them content to, to market is, the biggest challenge that marketing companies have with practices. You know, I myself included would tell people uh, to wait for about six to eight months. So you're saying as early as 90 days, within 90 days, they should see some kind of a change. Well, let's use a case study. Let's say you're at 20 new patients mm -hmm. and your goal is to get to 30 patients a month or mm. 45 new patients a month, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on, you know, PPO or fee for service. Right, right. Okay. I'm not going to take you from 20 to 45 in 90 days. That's there's some level of insanity and seasonality and, and things there. Right. I am saying that within 30 days, you should see the activity that is occurring within 60 days. You should hear anecdotally. I saw the ads. You should feel it's happening. I see. And with 90 days, you should be on your way to the goal. Mm -hmm. Now, you as, know as well as I do, and I, mm -hmm. in 2023, I think we've seen our first real September in a few, in a few years. That's true. I, there's some seasonality there, so I think you have to decide, are you looking you – know, did you hire your marketing team in April and it's now August and they're killing it? Well, duh, everyone's killing it in August. Did you hire them in August and it's October and the numbers are down? Well, some of that is seasonality. But if year over year, you're not growing after 90 days, I do think it's worth taking a look. I think that we as marketers and contracts and all these things, we like to play the safe game and say, oh, it's six to eight, eight months. I think that's fine as a measure, mm -hmm. but I do believe that within 90 days, you will know what you're buying in your marketing team. Okay. And I'm not saying you're going to be at your goal, mm -hmm. but... I do believe you should be improving. You should see some movement, basically. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if not, I, I think you need to reassess what channels are being spent. And that's one of the challenges we get in marketing is dentists will call us and say, well, I want, I want SEO or I want to go do Google ads. Well, that's like me walking into a practice and saying, I want a three surface filling on number six. Like, that's pro that may that may be a terrible idea. In fact, mm. it probably is. A different practice, how long the practice has been established, 
the age of the dentist, the how many patients they're seeing, how far they're scheduling out patients, how much competition is in the area. While it's easy to say a practice is a practice is a practice, they're all very, very unique mm-hmm. in the approach. So coupled with that, we are seeing a loss of effectiveness in Google ads as in, you know, over the years. Mm-hmm. And part of that is as consolidation happened and private equity comes in, there's more competition. And, and the other part is consumer right. behaviors. They're likely to skip through that. So uh, I do think within 90 days, you should see progress or you should start to ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a question for you, Ash. I know you're plugged in <laughs> and we sure. have, I don't know, I, I don't know how many accounts our company share, but a, a ton. I hear your name all the time. Are you seeing September of 2023? Uh, are you seeing 2023 fall into the old pre-COVID patterns of busy July and August, slow Septembers? I see. Well, we are recording in September. And I know we typically take some time to publish our episodes. So just to let our listeners know. Um, so because we're still in September, I don't have the numbers for my clients mm. yet to look at the September, you know, the production report to l- tell you. But for the ones that we have access to, to their software, it did look better. I know August kind of scared them a little bit, mm-hmm. but September definitely looks a little bit better. Um, but then I, I've had a few clients that was expecting a better turnout, but it wasn't as good. And they're expecting, is it because, uh, you know, student loan payments are going to start again from October and people are just penny pinching right now. Um, so again, up for debate, not sure, uh, but I, I can't say I'm seeing the same thing across mm. the board mm. now, again, with some stipulation that I haven't looked at all my clients numbers yet. Like I said, we're still in September. I'll probably have a better answer for you next month. I hope and come back and chat next month then. <laughs> I mean, we stay in touch. So I'll let you know. All right, buddy. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I, I very honored. And I had lunch with Robert the other day and, uh-huh. and you know, I just, it's amazing what you guys have built and the ADCPA and, you know, any client I have that partners with you guys just says, amazing things as to the confidence they have around the bookkeeping and the the tax. And the thing for me that I always find the most interesting is just being plugged into the industry. I don't think it can be oversold how important that is. And, uh-huh. you know, but, uh, uh, lovely work you guys do. Right. Right. Oh, thank you. We certainly appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate our partnership and we hear the same thing about you guys too at, pain-free dental marketing. Um, so that's part of the reason why, honestly, I decided to uh, do this episode because sometimes, you know, just like you, I sometimes get to ask that question and me being a numbers guy, the accountant, I kind of toss, you know, benchmark numbers and this and that. But, you know, on, on the bigger spectrum, I'm like, there's more that needs to be told and I do not have the information. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured, you know, this episode would be a great platform to great way to kind of share that information with our listeners and our clients yeah thanks for having me right so thank you thanks for listening today be sure to subscribe to beyond by wings on your favorite podcast platform 
For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or reach out to us on our website. You can also shoot us an email at info at eandassociates.com.